Welcome to the Teacher Blog Academy podcast, brought to you by Side Hustle Teachers. Well, hey, hey, and hello. Welcome back to the Teacher Blog Academy podcast, brought to you by Side Hustle Teachers. I'm Stacy Ogden, your host, and today we are actually starting to wrap up 2022, which is in insane. Now, as we approach 2023, which sounds really weird to say, if you were born in the 1900s, anything that starts with 20 just feels weird. Um, I've realized that I've actually been blogging for 10 years. Now, I don't remember the date. My brain doesn't work like that. So don't be expecting an anniversary party or anything. But I made my first money as a blogger in 2012. And holy crap, that is a long time ago. In those 10 years, I was able to grow a successful mom lifestyle blog that paid off my student loans, let us buy our cars with cash, put me on track to pay off our mortgage in 15 years instead of 30. I also sold that blog when I felt called to start Side Hustle Teachers and it grew faster than I anticipated, like a hundred times faster than I anticipated. Now, blogging is a fairly low-key way to make money, but it still requires work, and I couldn't do both. I just had to choose, and Side Hustle Teachers was where my heart was pulling me to go. Now, Side Hustle Teachers is a thriving blog with a highly engaged community, a signature course that's helping other teachers build and grow their own blogs, and a clear path to early retirement. And over this time, I've also discovered and consciously worked towards a more chill lifestyle, even as I continue to teach and my business consistently grows. I actually have more free time now than I did before I started my first blog. When it comes to business of blogging, a lot has changed there too. And that's really what we're going to be talking about today. So let's dig in about some of the things that have changed in the 10 years since I started blogging. First and foremost, let's just get this out of the way. Technology is way easier today than it was when I first started. Now, this is the best thing on this list. Tech is way more accessible now than it was when I started. Not only is it cheaper, yay, but the improvements and the upgrades have also made it easier for your average non-tech geek to use, making the internet a much more user-friendly place. When I first started, putting up a website took either a lot of money or extensive knowledge of coding and internet language. Now, yes, I had access to WordPress and ready-made themes. It wasn't the really early days. But any changes needed to be done manually or via code. I broke my site many, many times. (laughs) There are also a lot more tools available for you to use. Pretty much whatever you want to do online, there's a tool that you can use to manage it. From payment processors, to schedulers, to customer management, to autoresponders, you name it, it's out there. And, and this is really big, they all talk to each other now. Your credit card processor talks to your bank, who talks to your business email, who talks to your email management system, who updates your database. It's amazing. You can integrate all of your tools, making automation a thousand times easier and taking a ton of work off your plate. There are even tools to help your tools talk to each other if they don't have built-in integration. Thank you, Zapier. Love you. 
And one of the few good things to come out of the COVID-19 pandemic is that by forcing more people and businesses online, even more programs, platforms, and systems were introduced. And they're not going anywhere. Now that they're there, they're there. All of this makes starting a blog a totally doable endeavor. I know many teachers are afraid of the tech that's involved, but if you can handle the tech of a 21st century classroom, a blog is a piece of cake. (laughs) All right. The second thing that has changed is that social media has exploded. I was going to use the word expanded here, but it really is not appropriate. Exploded is a better word. When I first started, there was Facebook and Twitter, and MySpace was already dead. (laughs) Pinterest was still new, and it was still masquerading as a social network, and Instagram was just a little baby. It was barely born. Social media was growing, but it was not the ubiquitous part of everyday life that it is now. Cut to today, when social media platforms abound and are some of the most traffic parts of the internet. For a while, every time a new platform was introduced, bloggers were encouraged to jump in and become founding members before it becomes big. Now, as a side note, this was brought on by Pinterest because their early adopters gained a huge advantage in using the platform in just about every single way, and it was really frustrating for people who came later. Now, however, as we've seen, not all social media sites are created equally or are built to last. And I'm looking at you, Periscope, Clubhouse, Google+, and many, many more that I can't even name. Today, anyone who's telling you to be on every social platform, especially if you're new to blogging, is given sideways glances and dismissed as out of touch. This is a very good thing for your content and your sanity. My focus is on the Side Hustle Teachers Facebook group. Everything else is extra. These days, it's better to focus your time, energy, and creative skills on one or two platforms where you can build authentic connections and engage with your audience. If you want to have a presence on more platforms, use tools to automatically share the same content in multiple places so that your apparent omnipresence doesn't take any more work. So, When the next social media app is introduced and everyone just thinks it's going to be the bee's knees, don't feel the need to dive in. If anything, just grab your username so it doesn't get stolen and then feel free to delete the app. Another thing that's changed in the last 10 years is that our standards are higher. When I started my original blog, I published a post every day. Back then, it was way easier to do that, though it was still insane and nuts, and I shouldn't have done that, because the internet rewarded quantity over quality. I still cringe when I think about some of the things that I shared with the world, but I was trying to play catch up with the people who'd been blogging for years, and volume sold. These days, not only do readers expect higher quality information, but search engines demand it. I, I may have ranted about this before, but it bears repeating. Your readers expect and deserve quality posts. On top of this, Google now considers your site's authority when ranking pages and search results. People in posts who cite facts, give value in their content, and meet other authority-based criteria, there are literally hundreds of things that Google considers, will be boosted in search results and therefore discovered by more people. But it's not just quality content 
expectations that are higher. Internet users expect a beautiful, user-friendly website experience when they land on your site. They expect high-quality images with thoughtful design, and they have a very low tolerance for poor sound quality. Interestingly, while video quality is important, and video is definitely a really big part of the internet, users will watch a video with poor video quality longer than they will watch a video with poor sound quality. And that's according to VT Rep. If that's not a really interesting stat, I find that's awesome. There's a link in the show notes if you want to go to their article about that. With all of the tools available, people demand quality. Now, here's the thing, though. I want to add a side note, and this is really important. While people expect high quality, they also understand and are forgiving, even appreciative of authentic imperfection. In my videos, for example, you might see my cat wandering around in the background. (laughs) In my podcast episodes, you may hear my daughter singing or other family life noise. In fact, a few minutes ago, my stomach rumbled and I'm pretty sure the mic picked it up. No one complains about it. It actually helps me seem more real and relatable. So while in my early days, I would have spent huge amounts of time re-recording or editing, these days I am happy to leave that stuff in, which makes my life easier and makes me a more real person. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is saturation. Saturation is a real struggle now. The internet was already starting to get crowded when I began blogging, but now it's downright mobbed. There are 600 million blogs on the web today, compared to about 100 million when I started. That is pretty massive growth. Now, the good news is that the number of blogs continues to grow because blogging is a highly effective marketing strategy and way to build revenue. That means that even though you feel like you're late to the game, you have not missed out. The bad news is that it can be harder to be noticed with so many options. There's a lot of noise online, and sometimes it feels like you're that skeleton meme just waiting for your class to settle down and listen. But the really good news is that if you want to be noticed, it's actually pretty simple. Show up and be yourself. It may take longer to build an audience today than it did 10 years ago. But if you continue to show up as your authentic self and market your blog, your people will find you and they will stick with you. So a lot has changed in the last 10 years. But if I'm totally honest, Most of it has made the online world a better, more accessible, and more profitable place to be. While it may seem intimidating to try and get into this space, there has never been a better time to give it a go. The internet has never been more readily available for those who want to form new relationships, build community, and make money. The time is now. If you are ready to give a go at this incredibly profitable realm, I invite you to check out Teacher Blog Academy at teacherblogacademy.com. Until next time, happy hustling. Hey, before I go, I'm not sure if I mentioned this or not, but I have a free training available in case you're thinking about blogging as your side hustle 
or as a compliment to a side hustle you already have. You can check it out at sidehustleteachers.com slash profit. In this training, I walk you through my five-step framework for building, growing, and maintaining a profitable blog, even as a busy teacher. Check it out. Again, it's sidehustleteachers.com forward slash profit.